Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Turn Evangelism Podcast with T.S. Myers. Our prayer is that this message impacts your life. If it does, let us know by going to turnevangelism.com forward slash connect and let us know how God used this message to influence you. If you would like to follow our ministry, we would love for you to go to turnevangelism.com and check us out. The longer you abide in Christ, the more you see the object of your faith wants to, God wants to take care of you. And this is what I want you guys to see, that that God does want to fight your battles for you, that you can have inward peace in the midst of whatever trial that you're going through, that God can make you a living testimony of his son, and you can preach a better word with your life than you can with just merely your words if you abide in Jesus Christ. The object of your faith guarantees that he will sustain you. The object of your faith is God, not you. It's not your hands to save. It's his hands that want to save you. I want you to imagine that in front of the stage right here, there was, there was just this thick ice, right? And it was thick enough that I can just stand on it. Just imagine there's this thick ice. That's the object of my faith. That's the object that somebody is calling me to come out and to walk onto. Now imagine I didn't really know how thick this ice was. Maybe I have to guess, and I don't know. If I went, regardless of what I thought, if I went out onto that ice, would the ice hold me up? If it's thick enough. Let's say it's a foot thick. That's really thick ice. That's like ridiculous, okay? Would that ice hold me up? Even if I didn't know how thick the ice was. So I walk out and I step out onto the ice. So imagine I'm stepping out onto the ice. I might be a little bit nervous at first. I might be a little bit scared at first, but I'm on the ice. What's holding me up is not my faith. It's the object of my faith. It's the ice itself, right? It doesn't matter what I feel like or don't feel like. The object of my faith is always going to hold me up. And the more I abide in that object of my faith, the more I'm out on that ice and I start to walk around and I see it's not cracking beneath my feet, the more I start to trust in it, the longer I'm there, the more I realize I'm going to be okay no matter where I step on the ice. God is the object of your faith. And when we come to know him as young believers, we know what the scripture has said, or maybe we haven't read it. We, we hear what, about what people think, but it's like stepping on that ice. We're not really sure. But the longer we're there, the more seasoned we are, the, the harder things get, and we're still being held up by our God the more we realize that we're going to be okay in the midst of hardships. The object of your faith is going to hold you, and God calls you to abide on Him and in Him. My life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's my life verse. It's a verse that I've adopted. Sometimes my wife will say it to me to remind me of it. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God calls you to abide in him, to lean not on your own understanding, but to lean on to him, the object of your faith, even when you don't understand. And this is something the gospel also calls you to. To lean not on your own understanding, but to acknowledge God and to trust in him in everything, for everything, so that he would direct your paths. 
In fact, Habakkuk 2.4 says the righteous will live by faith. And you know why Habakkuk 2.4 says that? Because the prophet Habakkuk was asking God, why is a less righteous nation, Babylon, sent in as judgment over a more righteous nation, Israel? Why in the world is that the case? Why are wicked people destroying a less wicked people? Does that seem fair? And so God says, and gives, does give him an answer in the book if you read Habakkuk, but I'll let you guys go home and read that if you'd like to. But one of the things he says to Habakkuk is the righteous will live by faith. Sometimes we don't get the answer to why God allows the things he does allow, but we need to remember that God has a plan, that he is good, and it's not for us to know everything. It's for us to trust in the goodness of God, even when it seems crazy. The righteous will live by faith. And then we see it echoed in Romans chapter 1, verse 17, that talks about how the righteousness of God has been revealed through the gospel. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. And then Paul says, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And it's not a righteousness that comes from you. It's not a righteousness that you get by your own works. It's a righteousness. It's a gift of God. It's given to you. It's not something that you get to work towards or work for. It's something that's a gift to you that you get to work from if you accept it freely and you abide in it and you stand in it. And God is calling some of you out onto the ice tonight. He's calling you down to the deep waters to get away from the surface of things. He's saying, yes, you're going to go through troubling times while you're here. And yes, you're going to have some hard times while you're here. And some of those hard times are going to be because you're a Christian. But what God can offer you is something the world cannot, which is inward peace in the midst of all of it. That if you dwell in Him and you take Him as your fortress and you walk in Him that he will break the bow and shatter the spear. He will take care of the enemies of this world. He will do what you could never do. He will fight your battles for you. You just need to stand and watch. Will you accept the invitation, not to an easy Christianity, but to one that's going to be hard, frankly, but one that promises you something that the world cannot offer? inward peace, and an eternity with a God that you love. This morning I asked a question. Do you know about God or do you know Him? Do you know Him like you know Michael Jordan or do you know Him like you know your father or your closest friend, up close and personal, have a real relationship with Him? And some of you have followed Jesus, not for Jesus' sake or God's sake, but for heaven's sake, right? I just want to go to heaven. It's about that for me. Heaven isn't heaven if God isn't there. The only reason hell is hell is because God isn't there. And he's not there for eternity. And so if you want to know God for real, today I'm calling you to the deep waters. I'm calling you to the thick ice. I'm calling you to stand on the object of your faith. I'm calling you to a Christianity that's going to be hard, where yes, God loves you, and that means that he's going to perfect holiness in you. It means you're going to go through some hard things, but your God will get you through it. What will you do with Jesus not just what will you do with Jesus as an object, but what will you do 
What will you do with Jesus as you walk with him and he walks with you as you were designed to walk? Will you get out in front of him or will you walk with Jesus? You need to stop. You need to look to Jesus. And you don't just need to hear what we're saying today. You don't just need to hear with your ears. You need to listen. You actually need to put it into practice. Stop, look, and listen. Some of the stuff we've talked about this week is hard. And you're like, Thomas, it's not very restful. I thought we were going to be talking about a lot of rest this week. You know, I mean, running races, keeping your eyes on Jesus, going through hard times. Look, this is the reality of the gospel. But what I've told you, if you put it into practice, will bring a harvest of peace. You'll be able to abide in the deep waters, even in the midst of the happenings of life. That's all froth. Nail it to the cross. Let it be what it is. Abide in the deep waters. Join Christ. Follow his kingdom. Work for something that's eternal. What will you do? Will you walk with Jesus? Or will you walk away from him? You can fool your friends. You can fool your parents. But you can't fool God. He knows if you really know him. Do you know him? Lord, I want to pray for these students. Lord, I know that you call us to a discipleship that is one where we are called to pick up our cross daily and follow you as we do this, Lord. As we follow you, help us to remember your word and to remember, look, you're doing this because you love us, because you want us to see in the midst of these circumstances who you've made us to be because you want us to glorify you to others in the same way that Christ was glorified by laying his life down. Help us to see that our mission on this earth is to show you to others, not just with our words, but with our lives. To turn the other cheek when we get hit. To give forgiveness even when it seems impossible because we love you and we love those people. And Lord, I pray that we become living testimonies of your word and your goodness as we stand on you, Jesus. As we abide in you, Jesus. Help us to get closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I want to do it a little differently, okay? As we worship, I want to do a worship song. I want you to think. Do I need Jesus? Do I know about him or do I know him personally? And as the words of the song play on the screen, I want you to let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. And in the time of silence or singing, whatever you choose to do in these next few moments, hopefully praying, I want you to ask yourself, Is God calling me to him right now? Do I really know him? And if you do after the song, I'm going to come back on the stage and I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you once again, like we did yesterday, to stop your work, to stop working and let God do a work. To stop trying and to start trusting. To put your hope and confidence in Jesus Christ and what he's done. To accept his salvation and from this day forward to move on from a relationship, not towards one. And then from this point forward to learn to abide in him.
Now, for those of you who are in here, maybe right now you need to come to the front and get on your knees before Jesus, not for salvation, but for a rededication. Or maybe not even a rededication. Maybe you have a friend that you need to pray for. What I want to do is I want to open up the altar during this song. As the song is praying, before I come up again, I want you to come forward and lay down your burdens. Maybe your burdens for a friend. Maybe it's for your sin. Just lay it at the feet of Jesus. Say, God, you know, I haven't been abiding in you. God, I, I haven't been trusting you as the object of your faith, my faith, and because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really anxious on the inside. But I know that if I were to rest in you, I can go through anything and know that I have everything because you're enough. Lay down your idols. Idols are anything that gets between you and God. Lay them down. You know what they are. Like we said yesterday, it might be a good thing even, right? But if a good thing gets in the way between you and God and becomes a God thing, that's an idol. Xbox, TV, Instagram, TikTok, they all can be idols if they come in between you and your relationship with God. Lay him down at the feet of Jesus. Would you come forward as we worship the Lord together? The Holy Spirit is working here tonight, this weekend. And one of my things as an evangelist that I try to do is I try to give you all an opportunity in these services to lay your life down to Jesus. Some of you guys came down and we call it an altar call, right? And this here is an altar. But something happened at the end of the altar call. You guys got up and you went back to your seats, right? There's no dead sacrifices here, is there? No, as Christians, as long as we're here on this earth, it's all about Christ. Our death day is coming one day, but it's actually good news. Death has lost its sting because one day I'm going to stand through that death and I'm going to stand and see the face of the one I've been waiting to see my whole entire life. It's going to be an awesome day. Death doesn't have sting anymore. So for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. But as long as I'm here, I'm here on purpose. So we come down and we lay down our burdens at the altar and we submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and we get up and we walk and like Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God because He was so merciful to us. So in view of that mercy, we offer our bodies and the Bible says that this is true and reasonable worship. It's not about, now look, I don't want you to get me wrong, singing songs and worshiping is, is great, it's corporate worship, it's part of being part of the church. But all of that to God is meaningless if you don't offer yourselves to Him in His Lordship as living sacrifices. What He wants is your obedience when we come and we offer ourselves on the altar. Say, God, here I am, I'm yours. And we get up, God expects us to not just be hearers of His Word, but doers as well. And some of you guys are still hearing the voice of God. And he's calling you into a personal relationship with him. He's calling you to heaven for his sake, not heaven's sake, but for his sake, to know him. Will you walk out of these doors tonight and have God say to you one day as you stand before him, you didn't listen to me? Or will you hear the word 
and actually listen to what God is saying to you when He says, come to me, I want to give you rest. I want you to abide in me. I want to give you rest for your souls. I want to give you the opportunity to surrender your life to Jesus right now. Would you pray with me right now if that's what you want to do? Now with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, if that's you, say this prayer of surrender. Say, Dear Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I know you died for my sins. I'm genuinely sorry for them. I'm struggling with them, Jesus, and I can't overcome them on my own. I put them all on the cross and I ask you to come into my life. To be the Lord of my life, to be my master. I offer myself as a sacrifice to you. While I'm here on this earth, do with me what you will. Come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. And be my friend. As you rose to life on the third day, raise me to life today. I look forward to the day when I get to see you face to face. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now with nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed, except for my leaders, I do want my leaders looking. If you said that prayer and you meant it, I just want you to slip your hand up in the air. Here we are the last night, and we do have a few more. Is there anybody else? Put your hand up high. This is awesome, guys. If you said that and you meant it and you're genuinely trusting in God, if it's genuine, if you're really trusting in God over your own works, the Bible is clear that you can have confidence in your salvation, that you are justified because of the work of His hands, not because of your works. You've let go of your works tonight. And you say, God, I believe in your work. And I want to welcome you into the family of God. And now my charge to you is keep your eyes on Jesus. Abide in Him. Dwell in the deep waters because trouble will come. It will. I guarantee it. Abide in Him. Follow Him. The first step, now you can put your hands down. The first step I want you to do, if you raised your hand at any point this week, whether it's yesterday, whether, whether it's this morning, or it's tonight, your leaders did look, okay, but they might not catch you. Here's something I want you to do now. Sometime today, I want you to go tell your leader, your youth pastor, what you did. Let them know. This is what I did. That's my challenge to you. Now here's something. I don't want to freak you out, okay? If you don't do it, it doesn't mean you're not saved, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But I do want you to go talk to your leader and let them know so they can follow up and they can walk you through your life in Jesus Christ. I want to say a prayer for you guys and Scott's going to come up. I think we're going to do a fun song, right? Because it's a time of praise. We've got a lot of praise. God is doing a work here. And we want to leave on a high note, okay? Because we've walked out. Of, we're going to walk out of these doors with God's work in our life. I mean, he, that, he deserves our praise. So let me pray. And then let's praise the Lord together for those that got saved this week. 
for those who have recommitted their lives to Jesus Christ, and for you in this room who are still laying your burdens down, let's praise the Lord together. Lord, I thank you so much for this group of students. I want to ask you, Lord God, to continue to bless them. Bless them with your spirit. Fill them up and help them to abide in the deep waters. I just pray that as they go into the school after this weekend, as they go into their schools, that you would just allow them to be so different that people can't help but ask, what changed? What's going on? Lord, your work and continue to do work. We're so grateful for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Did this message draw you closer to God or did you trust Christ as your Lord and Savior today? We want to hear about it. Let us know by going to turnevangelism.com forward slash connect and fill out the form at the bottom of the page and tell us what God did in your life through this message. Also, if you would like to bring T.S. Myers out to do ministry with your church or organization, send us a message on our website, turnevangelism.com. Thank you for joining us for this message from Turn Evangelism with T.S. Myers.